pull up a bar stool. All right. Hey, welcome back. So, shifting gears. I know we've used the podcast over the last, especially over the last few months, to focus primarily on my business and a lot of my thoughts and reflections on running your own business and all this stuff. Today, I'm going to shift back uh, to talk about Facebook ads a little bit for that Facebook ads community that really wants to hear all that stuff. Because as you know, my business is primarily focused on that, is on Facebook ads education. And today, that focus is going to be talking about Facebook ads optimization and the potential pitfalls related to it. So I really want you to understand how it works and ultimately the, the problems that leads to how you can mitigate that. We're going to jump into all of it right now. But do you have a drink? Do you have one? Grab one. And then just sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. All right. So, hey, everybody. I'm John Loomer from johnloomer.com. And I'm your host here on the Pubcast. And today we're going to talk about Facebook ads optimization. And it's one of those things, I think it's a really important topic for not only newbies and intermediates who just don't understand how it works, but even for the more advanced advertiser. Because once you understand how optimization works, you start to understand the, the potential problems that could result from that. There are blind spots within Facebook ads optimization that if you're not paying attention, could lead to really misleading results. It can lead to watering down those all important custom audiences. And it's just a really important topic to for, for you all as advertisers, if you are one, to perfect and polish up and, and understand if you've got clients um, this is a good one. So I've got a beer today. I'm working on a Ballast Point. Uh, what is it? It's a grapefruit sculpin. I know it's a San Diego beer. Uh, when I've been out there, San Diego before, I've had these. It's an India Pale Ale. It's some good stuff too. So I'm going to take a quick drink. I don't know if I've got enough beer though for this one because this one might take a little bit. But right now, grabbing a quick drink and let's roll. Cheers. All right, so let's discuss how does Facebook ad optimization work? I think uh, a lot of advertisers jumping in for the first time, one of two things you may think. First of all, you create an audience, you say Facebook target these people, and you expect Facebook to, to reach all of those people or try to reach all those people. That's false. Um, the reality is, that Facebook's going to show it to a portion of that audience to limit your waste that are most likely to perform the action that you want. I think the other side of that is kind of assuming uh, Facebook ads optimization is kind of magical. And in a way, it is. Facebook has a ton of data on people. They know who is more who likes this or that, who is more likely to behave in a certain way than somebody, somebody else. And man, oh man, they've got more than a decade of data now, right? So we got to meet somewhere in the middle because as magical it is, as it is, it's got some blind spots, okay? So basically, 
You're set, creating your ad set. You're telling Facebook, this is the group of people I want to target. Facebook is going to use that pool of people to, to target, but they're not going to reach all those people. They don't want to reach all those people. You tell Facebook, I want this action. This action determines whether or not my ad set, my campaign is a success. Okay, so we want to get as many of those as we can for as cheaply as we can. So as a result, Facebook's going to show it to people within that audience who are most likely to perform that action. Okay, so let's say you're optimizing for conversion. They're going to show it to people within that audience most likely to convert. If it's video views, if it's engagement, if it's link clicks, it's the same process. It's going to be a slightly different audience that they pull from that pool to focus on. Uh, because the person who is most likely to engage may not be the same person who is most likely to convert. So that's how it works. I'm going to need another drink before we talk about this next part. Cheers. So hopefully all that makes sense. Now, here's the problem. In theory, it's awesome. Facebook has a huge blind spot, though, that drives me crazy. That they do not care about quality. What do I mean by that? In, in 99% or 90% of the cases, Facebook doesn't care about quality. So let's imagine, for example, you're optimizing for engagement. Well, what is engagement? Engagement is, engagement is people who click and comment and react and watch videos and all that kind of stuff. Some people click a lot. Some people comment and like a lot. Uh, videos may hang up in a person's news feed longer than others. Um, but also think about the engagement, especially you get on your ads. If you ever notice, man, I get some really crappy engagement, right? You get angry reactions. People who, are, who are, don't want to see ads, so they give you the angry reaction. Or they comment on there, get this crap out of my news feed. Um, or they spam. They just create worthless like images and comments that don't mean anything. Guess what? All of that is engagement. All is. Facebook doesn't separate good engagement from bad engagement. They don't care. If you optimize for engagement, these are the kinds of people who are likely in the pool of desirable people in the eyes of Facebook that you'll want to reach. Facebook, in the end, if you get a whole bunch of people who give you an angry reaction, who spam your comments, they're going to see that as being a success and if you do it cheaply. Because you want an engagement, you got engagement. Think of it related to clicks. So some people click more ads than others. Uh, we talk about specifically link clicks, even landing page views. Some people, maybe, man, I don't know. I don't want to assume it's older people, but some people may click links by mistake. Some people have terrible internet speed, so they like to click a link, but it never loads anyway, so they're not a high-quality visit. Maybe they've got fake profiles and bots and whatnot, and Facebook does their best to control these, don't get me wrong. But what 
people who dis, who create those try to do is want them to look as authentic as possible. So they'll have them click around to do things to appear real. Take a look at the visit quality you get from your ads in Google Analytics. What I mean by that is how long are they spending on a page? Do they immediately abandon the page? The problem is, again, Facebook sees all of your link clicks or landing page views as being equal. Some people spend 10 minutes on your, on your page. Some people immediately abandon. Some people accidentally clicked. Some people see your ad and like, oh, I know who that is. I want to I look at this. Some people are not really people. Some people are bots. But Facebook will, will use all of these low-quality people as being in your pool of potential targets if you're optimizing for a link, link click or landing page view. And they will see that as being success. When, the, when you get a bunch of those clicks where they're abandoned within five seconds or they accidentally clicked or whatever, they don't care. Facebook's algorithm does not care what they do after they visit. Why? Because you told Facebook, you want link clicks. You want landing page views. Uh, you didn't tell them what you want beyond that, so that's what you're going to get. It's successful. You might get some good stuff in the middle of that as well, but Facebook's not going through here thinking, okay, well, these are good ones, these are bad ones. It doesn't matter. They're all equal. You care. The problem is that you do care about quality. Facebook doesn't. So, yes, you know, if you optimize for a purchase uh, or a, a lead conversion. Like there's a special lead generation optimization now where people who are likely to result in a conversion, so that's really good, a purchase. Those types of things, optimizing for value, right? Okay, quality matters. For a lot of this other stuff, though, Facebook doesn't think it does, but it does to you. So you definitely want the highest quality engagement, okay? You don't want that low quality stuff. So you don't want, you don't want, oh man, you don't want your ads manager to say you got one cent per link click and it's all a bunch of spam and garbage. You don't want a fraction of a penny for a whole bunch of engagement and none of that stuff leads to, leads to a purchase or a customer or, or real traffic. So that's a problem. I understand that, and the thing is, like, even though optimizing for a purchase and value and a lead generation conversion, that kind of thing, are, are, are the kind of the way around this. Um, and, and, and there's a reason for that, right? Because you tell Facebook, I want a purchase. That's what you're optimizing for. Facebook knows that now. It's like they know your campaign is not successful unless you get those things, right? But you can't always optimize for a purchase. I get it. There are reasons why you don't need to all the time or you can't. So I think it's really important that I start giving you um, some things to consider when you're putting together your campaign to, to either mitigate the problems or understanding where you may be creating more problems for yourself. Is it drink time? It is. Let's roll. Cheers. All right. So first up, let's think about the targeting itself. 
there are times for using broad targeting. And I've come around on broad targeting a little bit um, because I have seen some effectiveness there. But be highly skeptical of good results, quote-unquote results, when you're using broad targeting for something like engagement or link clicks and landing page views for the exact reasons we've just described, okay? So it's one thing if you are targeting people who are have who have already bought from you or who are already on your email list, who regularly visit your website and you you know you you optimize for landing page views and link clicks and, and um, engagement, you know, that you can expect that those results are probably going to be pretty good, pretty high quality. But if you put it in Facebook's hands to go as broad as they want to, use lookalike audiences, use interest ex targeting expansion, all that kind of stuff, and you get a whole bunch of... Uh, really good a really low cost actions um in as a result be highly skeptical they don't know who you are they don't know your brand but oh they want to engage with you in some cases sure maybe there are certain industries that make sense but if this seems like it's too good to be true it may be okay and it could be because once again Facebook's going after the people who are just known to click stuff and engage and, and whatever, but it's not high quality in any any sense of the, your imagination. So along, of, along those lines is country targeting. Um, I think most advertisers understand at this point that bots and spam, you know, they seem to come from some countries more than others. Now, it's not to say that any country is, in, is immune. This is a... a a whole balance of risk and reward that you have to deal with. Um, and ultimately, I think it's really important that everyone understands where your paying customers come from. And you start there. Because if you start expanding to other countries, uh, if you go worldwide targeting, again, if you're optimizing for a purchase or something like that, it shouldn't matter. But if you optimize for a link click, optimize for landing page view or engagement first of all certain country, countries are much much cheaper to reach than others second of all if you've got certain countries that have a lot more bots and inauthentic behavior guess what's going to happen vast majority of your budget is going to be directed towards those countries to get you the most actions as possible that you asked for for the lowest price and it's going to lead to low quality misleading results um, so first up, absolutely, you should start with the countries um, that you know the bulk of your buying customers are from because you want, even if people aren't buying from you yet, you want them to eventually become a, a paying customer. But also, you may not know this, but when you enter in the, the countries in the locations area of your ad set, the default is people living in or recently in this location. Now, that may work for certain types of businesses where you want to reach people who are coming, coming in and out. Um, but if the, the concern is country quality, um, then you should probably use the people living in this location. 
okay? So that's the targeting side of this. I'm gonna get take one more drink here. I've got a lot more left though. We got a lot to talk about. Cheers. Next up is placements. So look, now by default, Facebook uses all placements and that's what they want you to use. The reality is all placements probably is cool as long as you're optimizing for one of those high uh, intent type of actions. Again, like a purchase, um, like a conversion lead. But if you're not, if you're optimizing for engagement or it's same thing we've been talking about, the same areas we've already been talking about, there's one place placement in particular I'd like to really give you some extreme caution about. And that's audience network. So if you're not familiar with audience network, where you've been, but basically this is how apps and websites, um, especially mobile websites, monetize themselves with Facebook ad placements. So they place a Facebook ad uh, on, on their app. And if, and, and if people click on them, they get money. That's how, that's how they monetize. Okay, so as an advertiser, you can still reach your target audience, whoever that is, even when they're not on Facebook, basically, while they're using the, these apps especially. Now, just like everything else we've talked about, as long as you're optimizing for, for something of value where quality matters, audience network is fine because if, if Facebook's not getting anyone to purchase when after someone clicks on your ad from audience network, then they're going to stop showing ads in audience network. Here's the problem. This is what I've seen. And I know I'm not the only one. Accidental clicks, click fraud, rampant in audience net network. Okay. So I've even seen, seen this as a user. I've been using an app before. An ad popped up while I was playing a game. <laughs> and I accidentally clicked on it took me away to a website. It might have even been my ad. I, honestly, I, I think I, there might have been a, one of these cases where it actually was my ad. Well, it was a mistake. It was an accidental click. But also, there's click fraud. So, like I said, these apps monetize themselves. So, they are incentivized to draw, to, to, to attract people to click uh, and, and drive more people to, to these apps. Um, for that traffic and to, to make revenue off of that. So I, I could tell you the vast majority of times, you may see this every once in a while in your ads manager where you, you've been refunded. You get in this alert that you've been refunded. Keep a close eye on when that happens and why. I would say the vast majority of refunds I get, sometimes it's just pennies or a couple dollars. It's because they spotted click fraud in audience network. So... While they, Facebook's trying to clear it up, that's what happens in that placement. So if you're optimizing for link clicks or engagement and you get a lot of the this, these accidental clicks and click fraud, guess what? Facebook interprets that as good activity. And what's going to happen is Facebook's going to direct more and more of your budget to that placement. And that's the way optimization is supposed to work, right? Facebook's not automatically going to show distribute your budget evenly between placements. You want Facebook to distribute your budget so you can get the most actions for the lowest cost. Now, obviously, if all you're getting is click fraud and accidental clicks, that's bad and you don't want that. 
Now, one way to spot that, and I could tell you, in the past, when I tried to trust Facebook too much and I was optimizing for link clicks or landing page views, and I would see my ads manager just some too good to be true results. And I wanted to believe it. But you should have a very healthy dose of skepticism. I think I'm starting to reach the bottom part of this beer. You You can start to hear it in my words. But, um... Use the breakdown within your ads manager. You can break down by placement. So break down by delivery and you go over and you select placement and it'll show you how much of your budget is being spent in each placement, how many actions you're getting in each placement, what's your cost per action you're getting in each, each placement. And if you're getting too good to be true results, first thing is to check that and see if a whole bunch of your budget's being directed towards audience network and you're getting like crazy cost per per link clicks or engagement or whatever it is. And if you are, I'd also check your Google Analytics and especially if you've got UTM parameters and all that kind of stuff set up and see what the the quality of traffic is that you're getting. So you can actually look at like how what's the time on on site, what time on page. I can tell you over and over and over and over what I've been seeing, especially what I've been using those extra tracking tools is the traffic I get from audience network is low quality. It leads to being refunded. Um, Two, three second, four second page views. It's a waste of time. It's ultimately a waste of money, even though it looks like it's high quality. All right. So that's my, that's my whole uh, deal on audience network. I'm going to take another drink, and we're going to talk about custom audiences. Cheers. So what I've described so far, these are all things that can be pretty easily mitigated, right? So don't use broad targeting for things like uh, engagement, link clicks, and, and um, uh, landing page views. Be careful about the countries that you target in those cases, uh, be careful with the placements that you use in those cases. But what, what I, I think we often miss here is how this impacts our warm audiences that, that are so important as well. So if you're optimizing for traffic or you know landing page views or link clicks and you're generating low-quality traffic, what does that impact? It impacts your website custom audiences. And your website custom audiences are some of the most useful for warm audience targeting. So it's watering that audience down. Suddenly, when you retarget that audience, it's no longer as valuable. You no longer can expect as good of results um, as you should, quite honestly. Same can be said for your page engagement custom audiences. So these are the people who have engaged with your page in some way. You could target the people who, who follow your page, but or just people... Everyone who's engaged with your page in some way, that includes people who have clicked on your ads, who have engaged with your posts or ads. So if you're running engagement ads, guess what? You're going to get a lot of low-quality engagement that's going to water down the quality of your page engagement custom audience. And that's bad because these are go-to audiences that I know I use and a lot of advertisers use when you want to reach your closest people to your brand and those people are most likely to act now certainly there are ways of uh, focusing on the most valuable people within a website custom audience or within a 
actually not within a page engagement audience. That one's pretty tough. Within a website custom audience, you can at least say, okay, I want, uh, whether it's with parameters, you could say people who have visited three times or five times or more, or people who have, who have completed purchases or registrations, people who have, um, uh, oh, yeah, you could do the, the top 25%, uh, 10%, 5% time on site. So you can, you can kind of slice and dice that. Page engagement, you can make that completely worthless if you're not careful. If the vast majority of your engagement is from ads and they're low, they generate low-quality engagement. So that's something to think about. Um, that I don't think we think about enough. We just think about the results and not about the potential long-term impact you're going to make to your warm audience targeting as well. Drink time. Cheers. Okay, so I hope all this makes sense. Just one more important thing. Um, because I know that, especially if you're like me, where you've got an active blog or an active medium where you want to drive people to where it's not always about a purchase it's not always about a registration um you want to run ads for that too and you want to have some confidence that facebook isn't sending you a bunch of garbage i've got an answer for you Uh, there are traffic alternatives the solution is custom pixel events and optimizing for conversions so let me explain I have a couple of custom pixel events on my website and they fire when one of two things. And actually, uh, there's actually one I I think I have running now. I think I end up uh, streamlining it. So if you spend at least 60 seconds on a page, that event fires for a 60 second visit. But you can also, you can slice and dice that however you want. I like that phrase, I guess. You can do about whatever... Uh, time segment you want, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, minute, five minutes, whatever you want. And you can have it fire to to represent a quality visit. But you also base it off of scroll depth. So did they scroll through this entire blog post or at least 75% of it? Once they do, ding, 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 event fires. Uh, it can be reported to Facebook. They can be added to a custom audience, all the good stuff. So it's used for two, for two very important um, reasons here. First of all, for your retargeting, right? So yeah, now I can focus on the, the highest quality visitors, uh, people who either scroll or visit and, and spend a certain amount of time. Uh, but we kind of had a piece of that already from Facebook when they had that time on page um, custom audience. So that's not a huge deal. The biggest is now you can create a conversions campaign that optimizes where you set the conversion event for this quality traffic event, okay? So I've set mine, and I even have it ranked within my my eight um, uh, aggregated event measurement uh, events uh, for the 60-second time on page. So when I optimize for that conversion, Facebook's going to show it to people most likely to execute that conversion, which is spend 60 seconds or more on my website. Now, the result of that is um, Facebook can't just send a whole bunch of spam and, and accidental clicks and stuff to my site and think they're doing a good job. Because when they don't spend 60 seconds on my page, on the page that I sent them to, um, 
it's not going to result in an event. They're not going to be able to say this was a successful campaign. So what ends up happening is it is a higher cost per quote-unquote conversion or I guess ultimately a link click, but a quality link click. But I'm actually getting and driving quality traffic, which is the goal of that campaign ultimately in the first place, right? But Facebook, for whatever reason, doesn't want to help me with that. So I've got to figure, it, figure out solutions on my own. And that's that's the, the one I use. So um, if you haven't done that before, um, there are a few ways of doing it. But go to johnloomer.com. I've got all kinds of solutions, whether it's pixel-related, audience-related, and I can walk you through it. All right. Holy cow. I thought I was done. I've got to finish up this beer now. Okay. Last call. All right. Good times. Beer done. But bottom line is this. Facebook ads optimization, powerful. But if you're not careful, can lead to very misleading results that ultimately ultimately leads to a waste, by the way. Even though it looks good, it's not. It can water down your your really some of your most important uh, remarketing audiences. And it's going to hurt you down the road. So ignore the surface level stuff. You got to dig deeper. This is the kind of stuff I, I talk about regularly with my private community. So if you haven't heard of it, powerhittersclub.com. I'd love to have you join. If this kind of advanced discussion is is really interesting to you, I'd love to have you with us. Okay, Go to johnloomer.com slash PHC. That's Power Hitters Club. And I've got two different communities, one elite, one basic. Elite, we have weekly webinars. Uh, I have weekly strategy sessions. You get discounts on -on one-on-ones. You get access to all my training. That's where I'd love to have you most. Now, basic is fine as well. You just get access to a few weekly webinar replays. But it's great stuff either way. It's something I I have a lot of pride in, and I really enjoy um, the people in these communities as well. So love to see you there. If not, that's fine too. Bottom line, if you have any questions about Facebook advertising, about running your business, about Power Hitters Club, I don't care. Maybe the brewers, are they they gonna bounce back? Are they gonna do this next year? About the beer I drink, whatever. (laughs) It's it's the end of the show. Uh, Drop me a message at info at johnloomer.com. And honestly, since we've made it this far, a select few of you made it here. John at johnloomer.com works as well, all right? I don't give that out out very often. So thanks for joining me today. Really enjoyed this today. Uh, Hope you found it useful. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.